Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Sasha Prendes. She's got an upcoming single out called Shake This. It's going to go live on June 13th. The countdown begins. We're going to talk about that, about Latin pop, what's, I don't know, happening in Kansas, and much more. So welcome to the show, Sasha. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. What does it feel like just a few days away from the single dropping? I've been waiting for this song to drop for months. So I just like, I have no words. Like it's finally here and like everything's coming to fruition. So I'm just over the moon. I'm so happy and so grateful. Well, from what I've heard so far, it sounds like it's the perfect feel good summer song. It is such a feel good summer song. And it's really just about letting go of the past and letting go of anything that has been holding you down or any negativity in your life. You just gotta, you just gotta shake this. <laughs> we, that's a good message. And t- tell me, um, so you're from Kansas and you're of Cuban descent. Yes. So, so, so how do you mesh Cuba with Kansas? So I like to say I'm the Cuban in Kansas, <laughs> the Cuban from Kansas. Um, pretty interesting. So I was born in New Jersey And so, like, I will always, like, New Jersey will always be, you know, a special place. Most of my family lives in Jersey. And uh, we moved to Kansas when I was a young kid. And I grew up there. And I think that's definitely where I got, like, my super friendly energy. You know, I'm like, hi, hi. I'm, like, always making friends with people. And people in the Midwest are extremely friendly. Um, And then just being Latina and being Cuban. I mean, we were always, like, blasting music, throwing parties playing dominoes, you know, I was having like, you know, like all the time. And um, our neighbors actually thought we were part of the witness protection program. After (laughs) years, they were like, all right, (laughs) all right, y'all, what's going on? What are you guys doing here? So pretty funny. And, you know, built a whole life out there. And just to be able to kind of, I always felt like I was very different, you know, demographically from my peers in my neighborhood. And I always kind of stood out and spoke Spanish and, you know, just really embraced both cultures. Mm-hmm. Well, I know in the Midwest, there's a lot of country radio stations. Did, were there many Latin pop radio in Kansas? You actually could access, there were a couple Spanish stations. And I think where the big pivot happened is when like Bad Bunny came out several years ago and really changed the game by having like, you know, Spanish rap, Spanish reggaeton, Spanish hip hop, like he really blew up. And I think that's what has increased um, so many Spanish stations where now they're playing like new Latin music as well as the classics, which is really cool. But I love country music. Like I love country. I know, and I remember when like, who was it, Uh, Talia, she kind of had a, a few country-tinged, you know, songs in Spanish. Do you remember Talia? Of course, yeah, Talia. She killed it. She's she's an OG in the game, for sure. <laughs> what was that one? Um, uh, Amor uh, a la Mexicano? I'm not, it's not coming to mind, but 
Like it's probably my horrible pronunciation. <laughs> I just remember she did this video and it had kind of like maybe it was just the video or the the visual was kind of like this Tex-Mex, you know, Texas meets Mexican country, but Latin at the same time. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, that's one thing I was like, "Ooh, can I wear cowboy boots and, you know, do this? And I definitely think like there's this total Mexican cowboy vibe. You know, and it's definitely like a fusion of styles, which is really, really cool. And there's also like Latin country music, you know, it's not mm -hmm. 100% the same, but it's kind of its own version of country, which is really cool. Well, do you feel like there's a little revolution going on in just music and I think blending of styles? A hundred percent. And I'm definitely one of those people who is doing that right now. You know, me and my producer, D. Lawrence, we've really embraced both cultures. Like, I speak Spanish, so I definitely was like, I want to sing in Spanish. I want to express myself in that way. Like, when I go home, we only speak Spanish. And then also to embrace my American side, because I love this country, and I'm so blessed to be born in this country. And, like, the sacrifices that my family, you know, had to make to get here is so wild. And so to be able to be proud and carry, you know, both flags on my shoulder means a lot to me and it's being received really well. And there's so many of us, you know, like there's so many of us first generation kiddos out here and, and I'm here to make both countries proud. Mm -hmm. I'm a little older than you. So I can first remember <laughs> when Gloria Estefan broke out, you know, in the eighties and, you know, really represented, you know, Cuban music in this country. Yeah, she's an icon. Absolutely. Like, I look up to her so much. And like Celia Cruz, you know, she was mm -hmm. another icon in Spanish music. And what's really dope about Cuba is that we actually invented seven different genres of music. So there's all these different, you know, little differences in, in dialect and in style and and the history of music in Cuba goes back really far which which I feel like it's in my blood you know it's in my genes I like that well uh was uh Cuba instrumental like in uh, reggaeton um not exactly I would say that Puerto Rico really had um the reggaeton thing going um a lot of big artists came out of there like Bad Bunny you know um and with Cuba, it was a little bit more on like the salsa, you know, like more of okay. like vibe, a little more classic, a little more big band. And that's kind of like their, what they got started. Mm -hmm. I like that. So who, like in your generation, the younger generation now, like <laughs> who are, who are the, the Cuban artists you really look up to? So, you know, Camila Cabello is half Cuban. And mm -hmm. it's really nice to see her embrace her Cuban background and her Mexican background because she's half and half. And I think that's really beautiful because at the end of the day, like we're all Latinos. And I always love to say like, you know, the Bad Bunny line, like Latino gang gang. And it's like, there's over 20 countries that speak Spanish and we all are family, you know, and we all have each other's back. It's like, oh, you're from Ecuador. Oh my God, my family's from Cuba. Like, that's awesome. Latino gang, you know, like it's, it's this beautiful camaraderie that we all have to one another. And I really, I just love her. I think she's so beautiful and has an incredible voice. And I love her song Havana. 
And so she's definitely someone who I look up to who's, you know, in my generation and is Cuban and has done a great job of embracing Cuba, Mexico, and the United States. Well, one thing I like about Latin music is even though it's contemporary, you know, when you give a nod to the Latin folk music, and I like, you know, that that's still out there that, you know, we haven't given that up with, you know, EDM and, you know, techno and dance music. Isn't it just refreshing to hear just some unadulterated, you know, Cuban music? Oh my God, it totally is. And there is a man who plays amazing Cuban music at one of my favorite restaurants called Baby Brasa, and his name is Chino Pons. And he sings all the classics and it's him with the drums and the mic and he's just killing it. And like, it's just, there's something super like peaceful and energetic about classic Spanish music from the percussions and like, one of my very good friends who's a producer, his name's James Oliver. He is amazing. And he happened to study Cuban percussion. And I was like, what? I didn't even know that was a thing. So it's like there's so many layers to Cuba when it comes to music. And it's 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 endless, which is really cool. And I'm so grateful that we still have people who are performing and not only playing classics, but writing new songs that are also in that style and in that genre. Mm -hmm. Because it seems like there's always a point where a Latin pop star does an album where they go back to the traditional music. Absolutely. You know, Maluma has so many good songs that are like in the Latin pop, that are get their own kind of vibe. And he goes back and makes like amazing salsa versions of the same songs, you know, like longer, longer tracks like several minutes so people can really dance and get into it. And it is gorgeous and it is so much fun. And that's definitely something I would love to do is to pair up with another band, um, with several bands, other Cuban artists and create, you know, fun salsa dance versions of my records. That'd be so cool. And isn't Latin just the funnest music to dance to? Like, like, did you grow up, did your parents or grandparents you know, do, you know, the cha-cha or, you know, did they teach you how to do the traditional dances? So I'm, I'm okay when it comes to salsa music. I did like hip hop contemporary. I was also, um, a black, I'm a black belt. So I used to fight, um, in my younger years. And, um, I just loved like, I, I need to get better. I definitely need to take some lessons, which I'm excited to do. But my parents are so good at dancing, like so good. And anywhere we would go, they're always dancing. It doesn't matter the music. It's like it's like salsa no matter what. Um, but yeah, I grew up with really fun, energetic parents who were always dancing. We used to throw pig roast parties, teach other people how to salsa. My parents know how to hustle. Like they're they're like really good <laughs> dancing. They're like really good. I'm like, okay, can we can we pass that on to me a little bit? Well, because to young people who just know modern nightclub, you know, jumping around to, you know, to EDM, the first time you actually, you know, learn how to dance and, you know, learn Latin rhythm, it's just such a better experience. It's such a way to experience the music. It is. And I'm so blessed and so grateful that, like, growing up, you know, I had my grandpa playing the records and, you know, playing the tapes and CDs of, like, all the classic songs from, you know, way, way back then. And I, I was raised on that. 
And I think that those rhythms and listening to that as a child, you know, during the critical age period, which is from zero to five, where you have the best chance of learning a language, a second language, a third language, um, as well as um, other things in music that will carry with you throughout your life. It's like how you become the most fluent. And so having that in my brain and listening to that for so, so many years at a young age, I think has definitely impacted how I create music. So at what age did your parents realize that you had musical talent? Literally as like a small peanut. Apparently I had like a seizure when I was like one or two years old. And in the ambulance, my mom and I were singing the ABCs, like literally singing like A, B, C, D. And then I also learned how to sing from sing-along videos. So, you know, like those, I'm, I'm dating myself now, but you know, those like VHS tapes that had like the Mickey Mouse little thing that would bounce on the Oh world. no, did, did you sing along with Barney? Oh my Lanta, <laughs> freakazoid for Barney. I was a freakazoid for Barney. Again, again, again. And like, of course, like, you know, Disney, Barney, anything that was sing along and music related. I mean, I was on it. I was like replay it over and over again. Um, and my parents were just like, yep, she's going to be a singer. You know, they they knew. I was always singing. So when you're hearing the radio, who is like the first pop star that you like to sing along to? Britney Spears. Britney Spears. <laughs> icon. Pop princess icon. I love her to this day. What was like, um, trying to think, that was like... 1999 she came out what was that big one um baby one more baby one more time that kind of changed pop music at the time completely completely and you know she kind of brought out this like i mean she's like america's sweetheart like her smile her whole vibe she's so sweet she's from the south too i believe she's from louisiana um, so mm -hmm. she kind of has like the Southern charm, this energy to her, an amazing dancer, wonderful singer. And just, she just exuded such beautiful energy. And like that, that definitely changed, changed mm -hmm. the game completely. So with all these influences, at what point did you realize, okay, I'm going to make something uniquely Sasha? I'd say from the start, I started writing songs when I was eight years old. And I was obviously influenced by everything that I was hearing on the radio. I got really into like R&B and I would listen to like, you know, the late the late night R&B radio stations and started writing. My parents were pretty open about what I could listen to. Like they weren't really strict on everything, um, which was very cool because like, I believe that there is some content in music that is inappropriate for young people. Um, like for kids and stuff. However, like I did learn a lot and I did get to hear different things and lyrics and rhythms and genres. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, but I knew like when I was a little kid, I was like, I'm going to be a pop star. And people would be like, what? You know, like maybe you should get a plan B. And I'd be like, okay, like, no, <laughs> like this is, this is what I'm doing, you know? So I've just known since I was a little girl, and it took many, many, many years to get to this point. Can you remember the first time you sang in public? Um, first time I sang in public, you know, it's interesting. I was actually quite shy about my singing ability. 
Um, I would sing at home for my parents. I would sing in some school plays. I remember as like a little kid, maybe like five, six years old. Uh, but I was kind of shy, which is crazy to think that I was shy because I'm not shy at all. But yeah, I was I was insecure about my musical abilities for sure. Which a lot of performers, actors, singers, they do have a shy side. It's kind of that whole, it's very ironic. They like to be in front of an audience, but at the same time, they like their alone time and their privacy too. Yeah, you know, I have always been so social. Both of my parents are like the life of the party. So I had a bunch of friends and I was always getting together with people. And to be fair, like I really didn't like to be alone. I think I've actually discovered alone time now as an adult, you know, like now that my career is, is on a new level, I'm like, Oh snap. Like I need to just make some tea and hang out. That's, <laughs> you know, like let me pop on some SpongeBob and, and hang out. I mean, that's, that's something that I've found so much more valuable in my later years in life. Because before, like, I hated being alone. I was always, I was always with people. Well, you know, June 13th is just a few days away. You know, when you start this big promotional blitz and everyone, you know, wants a little piece of you and they're excited for you. But at what point, um, you know, do you have to protect yourself? Do you, have you had a little taste of, you know, a lot of singers burn out because, you know, sleep deprivation and they're just always having to be on. Uh, how, how do you anticipate handling that? So I've been preparing for this for most of my life. And I always did, I always did an extensive amount of research into like how artists and celebrities handle things, you know, and then there's like, the media and there's press and there's fans and there's stalkers and weirdos and there's all of that. Um, but in preparation for this moment in my life, you know, I've been in therapy for several years, which has been huge um, and working on myself and doing self-discovery. And the other big one is FOMO. I have let go of the FOMO. It's like Saturday night. Okay. Well, I have several interviews, you know, I'm going on NBC the next morning at 5 a.m. Yes, there's this cool party or there's this cool event or this celebrity is going to be there. And sometimes you just have to say no, you know, and that can be hard. And also my whole family, most of my family is in New Jersey, Miami, and then in Kansas. And so I go back home often to New Jersey to spend time with my grandparents, my father. I mean, that's really where I find the grounding. Like I go out in the woods and hang out with like the chickens and, and the goats and my fam, you know, but um, it, it's something that you have to really schedule and sleep is so important, like mm -hmm. the number one thing. So I definitely prioritize that. You know, we live in such a, a fast, instant gratification world, especially with like short videos now you know, on TikTok and yeah. Facebook shorts and people are just swiping after 10 seconds, you know, give me something even flashier. But, you know, to do what you're doing, you know, successful singers, they really seem to look at the long term and they seem to have a lot of patience. <laughs> you want to talk about patience? <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been doing this for so long and I can tell you that when it comes to patience, the one thing I have learned that I didn't understand from other people um, 
who gave similar advice. It's that God's timing, the universe's timing is always divine and is always right. Everything comes to you when you're ready and when you need it. So just control your controllables, you know? Um, But after 15 years of just trying to figure it out, I mean, my parents had no idea how to get me involved in anything. And being in Kansas, you know, in the early 2000s, I mean, there really wasn't a lot of opportunity um, in the same way that there is in New York or LA or Chicago. So I really was kind of like, at some point I I did feel a little bit stuck and was like, how do I do this? Um, But there's so much. Well, do you think part of it is eliminating a lot of stuff? Like you realize this is not going to further my career. I'm just going to let a lot of stuff go. Yeah. It's you have to let a lot of stuff go. You have to let a lot of people go and you have to just follow your gut. Your gut instinct is going to tell you like where you need to go. And then sometimes you make mistakes or you or you associate with some people who aren't so great. Well, a lot of times the people that aren't so great or the negative experiences that happen to you open another door for something positive. So it's like, okay, didn't like this person, but through this experience, I met someone else who I've been working with and have built a great musical relationship with. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's blessings around every corner, 100%. You just got to do it. And then you learn, and then you grow from it, and then you're a better person because of it. So it's not, it's not a loss. It's a lesson. And even though they're both important, you know, music videos and performing live, do you feel drawn more to one? <sighs> That's a tough one. I like them both. I'd say I'm most nervous about live performances because for so long I've been in the studio and I've been writing and I love shooting. Like I love, I love photo shoots. I love video shoots. Like they can be grueling, you know, 16 hour days but I absolutely love them and I love the product and and the way things come out that like from an artistic perspective is more me. And now with the performance, I mean, I love being on stage. I love being on camera. I think right now I just have like a little bit of like nervousness, but with practice and consistency, I mean, that will obviously go away, but there's a lot happening right now. So I'm just like, Oh my God, but it's all going to be great. And even if you mess up, you just got to keep going. So you, so you would, <laughs> so you would feel very comfortable on the stage at Coachella. Oh, a hundred percent. You would just say, "Bring it on, I'm ready." Yeah, and I think that's how I've handled most of my life. And I know that my family and friends think I'm absolutely insane, and probably most of my ex boyfriends would agree. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just go for it, like. Even if I fall down, I'm like, oh, it's fine. So that's kind of the attitude I've taken throughout my entire life. It's like, you just got to live and you have to try. And if you don't try, then you're not living. But that's another part of the sacrifice. It's very difficult for musicians, I think, to maintain relationships, especially when you're starting and like every spare moment has to go into your work. Yeah. So I prioritize my family. I do my best to go home um, once a week. I love to do like Sunday fun day, Sunday family day, which is my favorite. I like to bring friends and people I work with. I'm like, come hang out, come have a barbecue. Let's decompress in the woods. 
um, you know, become one with nature for a little bit, and then we go back into this crazy city. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a sacrifice that I've known that's been a long time coming. And so I've been preparing myself, preparing my friends and my family for it, for sure. And don't you think it takes a real special person, you know, to let their boyfriend or a girlfriend have the spotlight all the time? Like if you are, you know, border on uh, just a little bit of jealousy, it'd be really hard for that person, you know, to let their their significant other have the spotlight all the time. You know, I'd say that that has destroyed almost all of my relationships is a partner who, you know, can't handle it. And I don't blame them. Truly, I don't blame them. It's hard when your girl is out there shining bright and, you know, the comments I would receive is, oh, you know, this person was hitting on you or this person was flirting with you or I think this person likes you. And I was like, yeah, they're just fans, you know. And I think it's hard. And I think that security comes from within. I know I know for a fact that it's going to take a really special person to be with me um, in the future. And they're going to have to be incredibly secure in themselves and incredibly secure with me and in the relationship. And those kind of things take time. So I'm excited for this next chapter of my life to kind of not be in a serious relationship. I'm open to a friendship. I'm open to really getting to know someone and then seeing kind of where that goes, you know, because I think being fully, fully committed at the beginning of your relationship and feeling like, okay, I gotta, I gotta FaceTime with my bae, you know, you know, every night or this, that, and the third, or there's a 12 hour time difference. And it can just be a lot when you feel like you kind of have to report back and forth and vice versa. And then you're like, oh, my God, Sasha's in Dubai, you know, and if you have the teeniest bit of insecurity, it's going to ruin it's going to ruin your day. And it's going to ruin your energy. And I don't want to put that on anybody. Yeah. And you also create your own, you know, separate family, whether it's, you know, your band, the people you collaborate with in the studio managers. And I think for people outside of that it's mysterious. They think, wow, um, they don't need me. They've got this other support system. Yes, a hundred percent. And if there's like one person, you know, that I will always answer the phone for, it's my family. Like, I don't care if I'm on set, my dad calls me, my mom calls me, my brother calls me, you know, I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, what's going on? Here's what I'm doing. I love you. What, you know, what do you need? Or are you calling to say hi? Just because like at the end of the day, like that's the most important thing. And I wouldn't be here without them. So I think that no matter what you're doing, no matter how busy you are, no matter what your job is, you got to make a little bit of time, teeny bit of time for the people that you love. And that goes well, for a relationship too. Oh, absolutely. Well, when Shake This comes out, the video, are you going to be back with your family on the couch watching it debut on YouTube together? You know, unfortunately, I'm not. I'm going to be in the city. I have meet and greets. I have all types of craziness going on. Um, several more interviews and running around the streets and seeing what other craziness my team has put together. Um, so it's kind of up in the air for me. I don't actually know, but it's, it's going to be fun to celebrate with them when I do get home. 
We've been teasing your fans. We haven't. I I don't think we've seen any really clip from the video. Are you just saving it all for some big premiere? Hundred percent. We're gonna launch everything on the thirteenth. I love the number thirteen. That's a great number. And um, lucky thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> it's always done me right. And you know, I'm I'm just so excited. I I, I want to post like a clip. I, I do some of the green screen stuff where like you have no idea what I'm doing. You don't hear the song. It's just me moving in front of a green screen, but. So I'm able to post little teasers like that, but no one has heard the song. It's it's just crazy. No one's heard the song. No one's seen the video. It's bananas. So I'm hyped. Well, I want I want you to keep it a surprise, but give me one little tidbit about the video. Like, what's one f cool thing we're gonna see in this video? The one thing I can tell you is that I always joke around and say that I have several personalities. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're going to see, you're going to meet them all in the video. I like that. And do you have a, a costume change for every personality? Yeah. Each, each Sasha is different. Each Sasha has a different, a different piece of Sasha as a whole. And do you have fun with that? Like the glamour and, and the fashion and all that? I am such a girly girl. I love glam. I'm either in like sweatpants, <laughs> no makeup, or I'm in a ball gown. Like there's just no in between. And I love it. I love getting my makeup done. I actually do a lot of my own makeup, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love feeling like a like a princess. It's the best. So like what kind of relationship do you have with your fans through Instagram? Because that's so visual. Do you do you like doing photo shoots just for like Instagram posts? Oh my God. Yeah. I love doing, I love posting on Instagram. I just started a new TikTok, So everyone follow me on TikTok, Um, and just putting out things on YouTube and YouTube shorts, Instagram. I do connect with my fans the most. I get a lot of engagement through there. And I always ask them like, what do you guys want to see? And it seems like everyone really loves like my glam looks. They really like my glam looks and then they really like my like no makeup in the studio looks. So that's been really cool and really supportive. I, I try to do both because I'm a real person and I don't ever want to feel like, oh, my God, I can't go outside. I don't have full glam on. You know, it's like I want to be able to be like, yeah, this is me. I'm wearing a non-matching sweatsuit at Trader Joe's. <laughs> What's up? Awesome. Also for, you know, girls and young women looking up to you on social media. Yes. What's your advice to them? Because it seems like there's so much pressure to be perfect or maybe, you know, push, push it a little bit further than they're comfortable with. You know, how do you how do you tell young women to say you can have fun, but you also can, you know, draw your own lines and have a few boundaries on social media? 100%. I'd say the most, a few things. The most important thing is to take a break from it. Like, don't be on it all day. Don't get caught up on the mindless scroll. The second thing is everything is edited and everything is Photoshopped, including my photos. Like, the camera can only capture so much of what you look like, right? So the lens is supposed to replicate what we see with the human eye. 
And when you look at someone, you're not seeing a line here, a pimple here, a weird, you know, whatever here, a scar. You're not looking at that. You see the person, you're feeling their energy, and you're like, wow. And with pictures, you know, they can only capture so much. So I know that when people look at themselves, they're like, oh, my God, I look terrible. And it's like, no, actually, you don't. The camera can only do so much. And it's lighting, and it's this, that, and the third. So perfection doesn't exist. It's about balance. And then the other thing I would say to young girls is to just be yourself. Like, be yourself. You are not in competition with anyone. You are, if you want to be in competition, be in competition with yourself. Like, to be the best version of you that you can be. Because what other people think and what other people do don't matter. Nobody is telling you how to live your life. It's your life. And if anyone is, it's none of their business. And I know that can be really hard as a kid. I know I struggled with that, of like caring what other people thought, for sure. But eventually, go. Very good advice. Well, before we wrap up, I have a few more questions, but yeah, uh, people have to be prepared for June 13th. So what should they set their computer to? What social media should they bookmark? So the video's coming out on YouTube. So check out Shake This on YouTube by Sasha Prendes with an S. Um, Instagram, of course, I'll be posting. Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon Music, Tidal, everywhere music lives, you will be able to hear the song. And I am just ecstatic for everyone to hear it and to feel good. It is the ultimate summer bop. So what can fans do to support you and especially help you promote this? So I am having a red carpet release party on June 22nd. And for those who want tickets and would like to be invited to walk the red carpet, to meet me, um, to take photos and be a part of the whole press thing, um, you have to sign up for my mailing list. So if you go to SashaPrendes.com with an S, um, sign up for the mailing list and it's linked on my Instagram and it's pretty much linked everywhere on my Twitter. So sign up for the mailing list and you will get an invitation code to come to the party and it's going to be awesome. So dress to impress. <laughs> now, is this a live in-person party? Yes. And I'll be performing as well. And now what city is this in? It's in New York. So it's the location, I believe, is a secret location. So in order to get the location, um, ah. mailing list. So for people who couldn't get into the Met Gala, this will be the next best thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's fun. We, we live in such a red carpet culture now, don't we? I love it. I had my first red carpet like two months ago and it just felt like a dream come true. You know, it just finally felt like, wow, like I was invited to this and I and being acknowledged for all of my hard work. And a lot of people think like this happens overnight and it doesn't, it doesn't at all. So, you know, my dream, my dream's coming true. I was like, oh my God, I'm walking the carpet at the American Image Awards. It was just, it was freaking awesome. And I want everyone else to feel like a star as well and to come to my party. I want to have an intimate relationship with my fans. I want people to know that I am approachable. I am a, Cuban girl from Kansas. I'm a country girl. I'm a city girl. I'm a Latina and I want to be your friend and I want to hang out and I want you guys to 
listen to my music and and have it be the soundtrack of your life you know well i know women have fun dressing up for the red carpet but so so if a guy wants to come to your event like and he's saying oh my goodness i i don't know how to dress for a red carpet you know what do you tell him i would say like dress up you know like dress fancy wear a suit wear a tux, wear whatever makes you feel good. If you're more of like a rock star kind of punk rocker vibe, wear your chains, wear the leather jacket, you know, like be you. What do you want to be photographed in on the carpet? Do Cause, it. Cause, uh, Cause on the red carpet, men are just the arm candy for the women. <laughs> no, you know what? You'd be surprised. I was at the sports Emmys and the men really came with it. They have like really cool suits, different colors, different designers, very unique looks. So men get funky with it. Well, that's good. So, so I think you're going to get a, a great turnout. I like the kind of mystery, the, the location to be disclosed. So I hope that for the people who can't make it, that you do have some good photos that you're going to share on your social media. For sure. Oh my God, videos, photos. Excellent. Well, uh, I wanna wrap up, give you the last word. I mean, this has been such a delight to learn more about you, but mm -hmm. I, I wanna you know, bring it back to shake this. I know this has been a long time coming. Um, just what are you feeling knowing that, you know, you put so much work into this and you're just like four days from it being released to the world? I am so excited. I am so blessed. Shake This drops June 13th in the United States. It's currently already out around the world and has been playing on radios from the UK, Europe, Oceania, Middle East, Asia. And I, I just can't wait to like just be walking somewhere and like hear the song. Like that's good. That's the moment I'm like most excited about is just to like be surprised and just be like, oh my God that's me you know so yeah sign up for my mailing list and come to the party it's gonna be lit well her name is sasha prendez the upcoming single shake this the video drops june 13th hey i hope this is going to be the first of many more songs many albums and all i can say is i i hope we get another chance to talk and and if we do i'll let you know which was my favorite personality of yours in the video? Yes, you have to tell me which Sasha is your favorite. And yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> chat again. We got some more bops on the way. So this is just the beginning. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.